Hello, 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 everybody. Hi, people. Long time no speak. Long time no speak. That is true. Isn't that a loaded question? I can't, yeah, I can't ask you what you've been up to or... Yeah. <laughs> Any Just, plans? Yeah, you know. Um, we're pretty much all in the same boat still. However yeah. many weeks down the line? 12 weeks down the line? Who knows? How, how is... long has it been? It's like... Um, Time is a figment. Yeah, it's literally like scratching the scratching the numbers on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and crossing them out. Today is Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which year or which month. <laughs> Um, but first of all, just wanted to say hello, people, and yep. it's nice to be back upon the upon the airwaves, upon the mm-hmm. as always waves, upon the sound waves. I don't know, um, but here we are. Um, yeah. But I mean, so I will caveat this at the start, and I'll just jump straight into it. I feel. I mean, everyone knows the kind of. The craziness that's going on in the world we've mm-hmm. spoken about it before i mean yeah we've spoken about one pandemic um yes and we have yet to tackle the second well we always try and tackle the second but yeah. i feel like specifically today um you know you know us and we're always a kind of upbeat positive funny kind of take the piss out of life type mm-hmm. of gals and we still are um but today i feel like we have to really speak on a few things directly yeah. um, that has been weighing heavy on both of our hearts mm-hmm. um, and our minds. And, um, you know, we feel like the reason that we started this whole platform and this whole podcast and really got into it is because we wanted to shine a light on the experiences of black people, Asian people, the people in society that are marginalised um, yeah. And really use our voices and the kind of the situation that we're in mm-hmm. to lift up um, each other and to lift up the experiences of friends and family and other people that have joined us on this podcast and shared their experiences as well. Yeah. And those of you ha- who have um, been with us since day one, um, the true ride or dies, they Amen. will remember some of the um, some of the episodes like from our first sort of series I guess Mm. um where we you know have focused and tackled some um some topics that could be you know a little bit heavy and maybe a bit unsavory and we've talked we're talking about racism we're talking about racism we're talking about racism and we've talked about loads of different um pandemics I suppose Mm -hmm. the ones that exist in the current world that we live Mm. in um so this is not this is not new to us but we do we do think that it's important to, you know, talk about mm-hmm. the things that are going on um, and the and the racism and the injustice and the yeah. and the prejudice that exists in the world right now. So yeah, um, and yeah, I think I think the key kind of thing for us was the reason that we created this is because it was a safe space yeah. for us to talk about things mm-hmm. that affected us physically, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. um, and I mean. I'll I'll speak for myself, but I know this is the case for Asana as well. Um, that 
these last couple of weeks have been very tough. I think yeah. for me personally, the last couple of weeks, especially the last week or so, um, has been very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I think seeing, obviously, the senseless murders that have happened in America, specifically, um, which has kick-started this whole um, movement, which, I mean, I wouldn't say kick-started because it's always been there and it's always mm. been something that, I mean, I know my friends, I know we have always talked about and shouted about. Yeah. But I think it's come to the fore um, because of the senseless murder of George Floyd and also Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Arbery. There's been so many um, killings in the last couple of weeks or the yeah. last month or so, which I think has really galvanised people's attention because that's not to say that these kind of murders weren't against black people were ha- weren't happening. They were. But I think the, um, the fact that people are trying to deal with one pandemic, like I said, um, and just trying to keep themselves safe, and we have another pandemic uh, existing, coexisting beside that, which is mm. racism and police brutality and the mm. loss of black lives. At the same time, it feels, I mean, it is a double injustice. Yeah. And um, to kind of ha- have that happen when people are supposed to be protecting each other and caring for each other, I think really galvanised a lot of people's attention. And yeah. for me personally, I think the way in which it affected me and I'm speaking on this knowing that even though you know I am part of the black community um I'm still afforded somewhat you know I still almost have a privilege within that because of my light skin um I feel that I felt so um I can't even really put it into words to be honest still at, at this time mm-hmm. but I I do feel like I felt so low I still yeah. feel quite low about it um, and I still feel quite uh, helpless and um, confused and angry, I think, as well. And I think all of those things combined is a, is a feeling that I know a lot of black people can relate to. And a lot of, you know, friends and family members are feeling that as well at this mm-hmm. moment in time. Um, and a sense of real uh, injustice and hurt, I think, as well. Because you don't... And it's funny because, you know people might think, oh, because it's in America, it's so far removed, but it's not just about the people, though, of course, it is about the, the, you know, the senseless loss of their lives. But I think it's also about what that stands for in the, in the widest, in the wider world Mm -hmm. and how that affects on all of us, whether you're, you know, whether you're English, whether you're American, whether you're, do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Those kind of, that kind of injustice really has no borders and no bounds. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably what's hit me the most that you can be and also you can be doing any there's nowhere really that's safe. You yeah. know, Brianna Taylor mm. was in our house in our bed. Yeah. Um, George Floyd was just out on the street, like for the most ridiculous thing to even be accosted yeah. by the police for. Yeah. I think that's what's kind of really uh that you the feeling of nowhere is safe and the feeling of no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, no matter how, what you say, how you better yourself, how you project yourself, mm-hmm. there's always going to be people that look down on you and assert power over you because mm-hmm. they think they can just because of the colour of your skin. Yeah. Which I think is something that's always been hard to stomach for me, but I think over the last week I've just really struggled with the fact that we're in this position and it feels like we're on almost like a uh, 
a vicious circle where with mm. you know with Eric Garner you know five mm-hmm. years ago the same the pretty much the same thing happening and at that time you know you felt everyone felt rightly disgusted appalled shocked and it, that really galvanized people and you thought okay well you know the fight against systemic racism at least that won't happen again you know mm-hmm. at least people yeah. were so shocked by that that won't happen again and mm-hmm. here we are 2020 and the same thing is happening alongside you know people just trying to keep themselves safe and may i add that the fact i mean we'll get onto this later but i just want to say this that the fact that people black people you know all the people specifically black people um that are affected uh i think it's three times more likely to die of coronavirus mm-hmm. um in the uk um black and asian people um are three times more likely to die of coronavirus and yet black people feel they have to go out, risk their lives yeah. to protest in this current situation because it's not a choice, really. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you go and stand up for what's right, and but you're also putting your life at risk. And yeah. the fact that people are faced with that simple choice because of, again, because they just have to fight for something that's inherently right and shouldn't even mm-hmm. be a discussion, I think is doubly disgusting. And to, and to a lot of people, it isn't a choice. It's like, mm-hmm. that is, you know, they've, they feel that they're fighting for themselves and mm. their, their loved ones and their families and mm-hmm. and when when society puts a group of people in a position where they have to weigh up whether protecting their lives or fighting for the right to live is a choice exactly. that they have to make mm-hmm. that there's something inherently wrong with the way that the mm-hmm. world functions mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that I've been seeing like social media has been you know bombarded with information and and obviously we've been seeing all these protests that are going on I think mm-hmm. um the UK are going to start protesting or already have started prote- protesting today it it often like for me I, I look at it and it feels like this is just like the civil rights movement of the mm. of the late 60s in in the US and it's mm. and it, and I think that that is another thing that's really hard to stomach that it it makes all of these things that have been happening these awful murders and these horrific crimes that the the that the police are um perpetrating against mm. black citizens it just i think what it does for a lot of people is bring to the like the fore what is my position in society and what mm. does it mean what does it mean to be me in this mm-hmm. world um and i think especially in the asian community mm. um you know i love my community i'm very proud to be asian but i think one of the things that we really struggle with is um fighting that fight Mm. you know that black lives matter movement Mm. um is not something that the asian community shouts about as much as they should or Mm. could be Mm. um and that's that's something that is you know quite a difficult pill to swallow when when you when you break it down Mm. um so yeah i think that the things that have been happening around the world are particularly in the US Mm. are awful Mm. and it's something that a lot of things that I've been seeing as well is that what you kind of touched on Misha about um well you know it's not it's not the same quite in the UK Mm. um but I would beg to differ yeah um I think yes 
this. I think there's more of an insidious uh, yeah, racism here insidious. rather than overt. Yeah, it's definitely insidious. It's, it's you know, it's systemic as it is mm-hmm. in in um, the US. At the US, I think it's, you know, much more extreme and it's probably the worst manifestation of, of racism that against black people in particular that we see in the world, mm-hmm. in the Western world. Um, but it definitely exists in, in the UK. And um, I think we need to we need to accept that this is a a pandemic Mm. um it's a systemic issue that is that affects the whole world it's not just something that you know we should be standing in the uk saying look at what's happening in the us we should be saying look at what's happening in in our homes in our you know in our country in our backyards Um, and i have been seeing a lot of that but i think that you know that is something that um it, it it shouldn't be something that's like oh god have you seen you know that fire across the street there's a fire in your garden as well Mm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true I think that's such a good point and I think for a lot of people you know um we all work in situations with you know all different races and we have friends Mm. of all different races and things like that and I think um I think it's interesting to kind of see the narrative that some people kind of buy into about oh it's so awful isn't America so awful isn't Trump so Mm -hmm. awful and yes of course those things are true but I think also like you said you have to kind of turn that looking glass to yourself um and be like okay it's not only it's not just uh, a problem over there it's a problem that we have to face here and tackle here and I think you know both of us have you know experienced um racism um Mm -hmm. and I think it's just interesting to me how some people kind of don't connect those dots and don't understand that um for example I mean the case of Benny Majinga is yeah a a real example of that and I think that just does go to show I mean I will say the fact that the case is being reopened Mm -hmm. um due to public pressure, like, let's not get it twisted, that's the only reason yeah. why they are reopening the case, because... Well, that's the only reason that anything is happening with any of these cases. Yeah. Like, even with, like, the the George Floyd situation, mm-hmm. if that wasn't caught on camera... Yeah. I and know. I think that's what the thing that makes it so scary, because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. that is probably... And, I mean, things like that happen every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not maybe, not maybe, you know, murders in that way, but police brutality and profiling and racism and yeah. those things happen every single day, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's and everyone's sharing, you know, the quote from um, Will Smith, which is racism isn't getting worse; it's getting filmed. Yeah, and yeah, it's so true because without, I mean, it's just terrifying to think if that camera wasn't there. Yeah. Well, they a perfect would... example of that would be that the the old protester, I think he was like 70 years old or something. Uh, Ex- yes, I don't know if yes, you've seen that video of him it. getting pushed over. The, the old white man, yeah. Yeah, the old white man who walked up to the police and there's probably about, it looks like there's probably about 50 police officers in, like, in Boston, full, I think. Full gear, yeah, and he's just walked up to them, not being aggressive from what I saw, mm. and the policeman pushed him quite hard. And if you consider, like, the guy's got a visor on and he's got... The police have full riot gear They've got full-on riot gear. So when you're wearing that kind of gear and you're exerting force on someone who is completely unarmed and they're just standing there, what do you... Like, 
that kind of disparity is just mm. I think that was really shocking for a lot of people and obviously the man fell backwards and um and he fell and hit his head on the on the ground on the concrete mm. and the craziest thing about that is that before that video came out the police had sent an email to the press saying there was a skirmish and that somebody fell over and tripped and then they they then suspended the two officers or the officer that was involved mm. in that incident um after the video came out that actually there wasn't a skirmish because mm. from what, what I could see there was only police in that in that vicinity mm. and they the guy pushed the man over mm. um and that is one of the scariest things about it that all and it happens time been... and time and time yeah again. time and time again and I think even when things do get caught on camera mm. there's still especially when it seems to be you know um you know, a, a police officer on a black man, there's always a question of like, oh, but why were they being arrested? Or, but yeah. why were they being stopped? But yeah. I, and I think when people are speaking up for themselves, you have every right. If you're being arrested for a crime or accosted for a crime or questioned for a crime, you have every right to ask what's going on. You have every right to mm-hmm. state your mm-hmm. case. And mm-hmm. I think the clearest way in which you can demonstrate the disparity between how the police treat white people and between how they treat black people is look at all the shooters that have um, the mass murderers that have killed in America. Yeah. All the school shooters that have walked in there and walked out handcuffed, not a scratch on them. Peacefully. I might peacefully. I mean, I don't even want to say some of their names because they genuinely disgust me. Yeah. But I think some of the examples, and I'm, you'll know the examples I'm talking about, mm-hmm. one of them was given McDonald's for example yeah yeah um and i think the the disparity between that and what is going on in the community between white people and black people that is just the clearest example of white privilege of how the police officers seem to almost have an innate fear of black people in some way in which they straight away jump to excessive force yeah yeah and what you what you just mentioned as well about um, you know having the right to ask like what's going on why am I being stopped or why yeah. are you asking me questions I haven't mm-hmm. done anything when you consider that someone every single time you go out as a black person you could potentially be stopped just for being you mm-hmm. and for being black mm-hmm. it only takes that people say oh you know that the, the people that you know have these I don't even want to say controversial views, ignorant racist mm, views mm-hmm. that, oh, you know, you should um, just stand there you know, and take it. Them, you mm. take it and you should speak to them kindly and like, you know, don't they're an officer of the law and they're mm-hmm. an officer and you don't know. Maybe it's just better to keep quiet because they've got the AK-47 and they could put you in jail mm. and all of that kind of stuff. If you had to go through the same thing every single day and you were We've been keeping quiet for 400 years. Been, exactly, you've been exactly, you've been keeping quiet for 400 years and it only takes that one time for you to say, "Do you know what? I'm actually tired of this." Yeah. And when that moment comes, mm-hmm. somebody presses down on your neck with their mm-hmm. knee and you're dead. Mm-hmm. And then what? What 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 mm-hmm. have you then gained from from mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, well, maybe I should have just kept quiet." And I think you know what's an interesting point about that as well. I think the years of systemic racism, the years of pressure, the years of Mm. um, discrimination that people have felt 
it boils and it boils and it boils. And yeah. then the more yeah. you ask someone to be quiet, the more you ask someone to just sit there and take it, the more that resentment internalizes and builds up and builds up and that yeah. anger builds up and builds up and builds up. And then you get to the point when there are flashpoints of anger, when yeah. people think, well, now fuck this. Yeah. I've tried, to, I've took, I've taken it for too long mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I've had enough. And yeah. while, you know, while I think looting is not always the answer, and I think a lot of people, kind of a lot of white people, jump on the looting bandwagon to mm. loot places when they see what's happening because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. I also feel like a lot, sometimes you have to hit people where it hurts. Yeah. And yeah. if they can't listen with their ears, they got to feel in their pockets. Yeah, They've exactly. got. There has to be some way in mm-hmm. which you can impact businesses, corporations, the real people with the real money to make them think. Right, mm-hmm. shit. We need to take, take. We need to acknowledge this. And I think the people that are saying, you know, all these um, violent looters, violent protesters, a lot of the businesses, Target, for example, was targeted. Came out and said, "We can rebuild. Yeah, we are not yeah. pressing charges." Yeah. Like I think. So if you if the businesses themselves aren't worried about it, who who is worried about it? Who why are you? T- that's just an excuse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I and I feel like violence. People that say you know violence isn't the answer, and I'm not advocating going out there and beating people up and starting riots. Of course not. You want people to take you seriously, and you want to be able to mm. have that that honest discussion with someone and say this is why it's wrong. And this, but also yeah. we're tired. We're so yeah. tired of having that conversation. We're so tired of having to, you kill us, and then we have to sit down with you and explain why you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lose a family member. We lose a loved one. Yeah, your existence. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. Like, why should I have? You know, you have to sit down in, in across from someone who doesn't understand mm. me for who I am, mm. and have to justify why I exist and why mm-hmm. I should be allowed to and why you, you should know, treat me the, the same, same privileges as you and, mm-hmm. and why sh- we should be treated the same and why we should be considered equal like that conversation shouldn't even happen and another thing that I find um one of the things that is that really speaks to like the systemic issue mm. is the fact that a lot of people have been saying oh you know um you should teach um children or or, or you know black people what their rights are and they should then be able to call a police officer out when they get stopped and say you're not allowed to do that according mm. to section whatever do that that you shouldn't have to train yourself in every inch of the law mm-hmm. just so that you can protect yourself mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be your own lawyer like mm. that's not Preach. that's not how it's supposed to happen you're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to have a a human conversation with with another not Mm. be put in a position where you have to say actually Mm -hmm. what you're doing is against the law because this has been going on for so long that the police brutality and and police you know police when they make stop you know stop and search you or they'll Mm. pull you over and claim Mm. that you were going over the limit or whatever or really it's just because you're black and you're out at night and they want to stop you Mm. because they're suspicious Mm. that is that is the issue the issue isn't that oh you know black kids don't understand um you know what their rights are they shouldn't have to they shouldn't have to know they should just Mm. be allowed to be kids Mm -hmm. yeah and I think another thing that kind of circling back because I this was something that I meant to say earlier actually but I think it kind of ties into what we're saying now about Mm. a lot of people kind of specifically um I mean and I don't like to call people out 
but I think um, a tweet that I saw the other day from um, kind of this ex-footballer, John Barnes, um, mm. and he was basically talking about um, how... Uh, like he was he was speaking specifically about football mm. um, but I think it applies to a wider wider context um, he was talking about how if you kind of racially abused um, while you're playing sport for example um, yeah. in in his day you just kind of turn the cheek and turn the other cheek and carried on um, yeah and you you kind of that's how you beat the racists um, and I have a real issue with that um, mm. And I think that is a very damaging, uh, damaging narrative to try and um, encourage black people to follow or, you know, encourage anyone to follow that's an, a victim yeah. of abuse um, to kind of say, well, you're the bigger person if you um, stand there and say and ignore them. Mm-hmm. And I 100 percent unequivocally say, fuck that. If yeah. someone is um, racially abusing you, um, it's not your job to turn the other cheek. Yeah. Um, We've been turning the other cheek for years. How many mm-hmm. cheeks do we need to turn? Yeah. Like, I think it's... And at the end of the day, it's not our job to say, okay, you're being racist to me, you're abusing me, but I know how I'm going to win. I'm going to ignore you and just c- continue to play for your entertainment or continue to mm. kind of go on about my life because, no, it's enough. But what's, the, what's what's so ignorant about that statement is that that hasn't worked. It, that's even what I if, mean. It has not worked. That does not saying, work. Yeah, that doesn't work. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, um, these people who think, you know, saying, oh, these violent looters and, and violence isn't the answer and you shouldn't be protesting violently and blah, 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 all of mm. that kind of stuff. Mm. And they'll say, you know, look at Martin Luther King and he wasn't violent and he only did peaceful protests. Yeah, but they still assassinated him. I was going to say, Martin Luther King's dead. What did he get for his trouble? What did he get? He's now a martyr. Mm-hmm. Died and I'm sure he would dead. have rather seen uh, change than become a martyr for racists yeah. to put his yeah. name in their mouth and say, this is how he wouldn't wanted you to protest. How do you yeah. know? And if him being assassinated after peacefully protesting for the majority of the of the time that he was fighting for civil rights for black people if that's your definition of turning the other cheek then mm-hmm. you're part of the problem mm-hmm. because that is that hasn't gotten black people anywhere that hasn't yeah. gotten this it hasn't changed the system i think it's a very it's, damaging narrative to keep um people basically on the ground and keep them yeah. down oh yeah. you just ignore them just turn the other cheek well no because mm-hmm. actually if i say what you're doing is disgusting, what you're doing is wrong, and I'm not going to take it anymore. If, for example, in sport, you say, actually, I don't need to stand here and take this. I do this for my job, or I do this for fun. I don't do this for you. So I'm going. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, well, it's wrong. Well, we know it's wrong. But now, that, that us saying, oh, it's wrong, and you shouldn't do this to us, has got us nowhere. So now it's time for action. Yeah, and what I would say to people who think along the lines of what John Barnes has said if you took the analogy of um, your child is getting bullied at school and your instinct as a parent would be to say just ignore them you know don't let them get a rise out of you just try not to take it to heart just ignore them what they're saying doesn't mean anything etc 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 if that continues to happen and no matter how many times your child ignores that bully and they continue to get bullied and the bullying gets worse and worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. what do you think the end result is going to be are you going to continue to say just keep ignoring them Mm. you'd either say 
I'm going to come and sort that kid out myself or mm. I'm going to go speak to their parents or I'm going to speak to the school or I'm mm. going to do this. All of these things have been happening and they haven't gotten us anywhere. So yeah. what I w- so not to boil it down to like, you know, violence is, is the way forward. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is what do you expect when people have to speak what have up been going through for years yeah. and years and years, people have to speak up and yes, violence is not the answer, but mm. And it doesn't even have to be about violence because I think people conflate kind of speaking up. And I think that's one of the ways in which they try and silence the conversation as well by saying conflating speaking up with with anger and with violence. And that's a stereotype and a trope that's been used against black people for many a year. That if Mm. you speak up and you speak with passion and you speak from your heart, all of a sudden you're angry or you're violent yeah, yeah. when we know that's not the case and that's just an excuse to try and keep people down. So and if, if you, you don't, what I'd add to that, if you don't, people will then praise you for not fulfilling that stereotype, which mm-hmm. is also part of the problem. Yeah. You've, you're stereotyping yeah. that person by saying, oh, wow, they weren't acting black. Yeah. By being, you know, by being calm and, Look, and can't you like follow this person. Can't you yeah. follow this person's example? They're so calm. Well, no, because at the end of the day, people need to understand that like the protesters say, no justice, no peace. And it's not mm, about mm. peace. It's not about going out there and rioting and tearing, burning the country down. What mm. that means essentially is we are not going to stop screaming about what we want and what is right until yeah, you yeah. start reflecting that in the laws, the policies, the way yeah. you act. And that's just, that's what it boils down and to. And what people need to get as well is that, you know, burning down stores and looting them and all this, you know, all the violent stuff that is happening is a, it is a manifestation of the years and years mm-hmm. of frustration and the exhaustion mm-hmm. and, and like this constant battle of having to, you know, mould yourself to fit into society just to be, just to mm-hmm. be told, actually like fuck you mm. and I think yeah, also it's interesting it. about like the protests and like we won't we don't want you to protest this way okay mm. so then we do yeah. something else and then it's like, oh but we don't want you to do it this way and yeah. then which so which level of protest is acceptable for you I think the yeah. only level and How then and then it take for you to listen yeah and then I think at the end of the day and I think I think kind of boiling boiling down the whole I mean it's such a, a complex issue but what I think mm. is um People are sick and tired of being marginalised. They're sick and tired of being ignored. They're sick and tired of becoming a statistic again. They're sick and tired of seeing their name become a hashtag. They're sick and tired of their name being plastered on social media or their picture being plastered on social media after they're dead to kind of... And also being posted by known racists, being posted by people... and the audacity of someone like Trump as well to put, to even dare to speak on George Floyd's name. Yeah, it's disgusting. Things like that. And I think that's why we say enough is enough. That's why we go out into the streets, we protest, we say no justice, no peace. That is why we do all of those things because Mm -hmm. it's as simple as enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think for all our kind of listeners that are still with us, (laughs) Um, at this point um I think it is you know it's important for us to say these things and I know that a lot of people will be feeling the same way and I know a lot of people will be feeling how I how I have been feeling and how we all we all are feeling at this moment in time but what I would say is also there are some real good things starting to happen and yeah real good movements starting to kind of um 
emerge from this situation out of this horrific situation mm-hmm. um and there have been a lot of ways that I know that things that we've seen that we've been inspired by and that yeah. also kind of other you know fellow fellow um friends and fellow creators that have been doing stuff that we really want to like shout out shout at about as I can't even speak I've been speaking for too long guys you see what happens <laughs> usually we don't speak for this long and usually I'm just there like ha ha he he and now I actually have to talk my, my voice is lost um but no there's been some real good stuff that we want to shout about and also point you guys in the direction of I mean a lot of you will already be I know doing your own thing and kind of yeah. shining a light on the issue in your own way but we just wanted to do our piece as well yeah completely um and I think now would be a good time to maybe shout out some particular groups and accounts that we've seen that have been doing a lot of work because one thing I'll say about social media is it's a fantastic platform for you know talking about these issues and Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that have been happening on social media is the reason why policymakers have have taken action that they should have taken without the need for that but that's a separate story Mm um yeah but that's for another is, day <laughs> yeah that's for another day there is a lot a lot of content on um twitter and instagram and stuff and sometimes mm-hmm. it can feel like overwhelming and you don't know where to start so um or you know what to look at so um some of the things that we've been seeing um on instagram that could be a really good place for you to start or continue to look mm-hmm. at um if you need you know if you're not sure how to help especially in the UK I think a lot of people think oh it's how can you help from across here mm-hmm. um you can sign petitions yeah um, and I think that is the big one because I think yeah for example like the George Floyd petition has become the biggest petition in changes change.org's history um yeah. and I think to that just goes to show and to be honest without the pressure of those petitions and people protesting and people making noise on social media we wouldn't have had the other three officers um convictions mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah exactly that is just i mean petitions are an amazing thing and also it yeah. kind of if you're feeling overwhelmed that that is such a good place to start and it doesn't take you know more than five minutes it literally takes yeah less than that even it takes like mm-hmm. 30 seconds to sign a petition yeah there's one for um belly majinga if you haven't yeah signed that one please do there's a black lives matter uk yeah um so make sure that you're you're keeping keeping up to date with that follow Mm -hmm. that um a couple of the um couple of the people that have also been doing a lot um if people are not following hella melanin you lot should be following hella melanin because they're doing a hell of a lot yeah Um, we always shout them out they're amazing yeah because they're just amazing they do a lot um they're yeah they're just you're really using their their power um for good mm-hmm. um also there's another account called stay fed with two d's shout out Neve. yeah amazing work being <laughs> double done d there. yeah um yeah make sure you follow there as well so and then what's going on there yeah they're raising money um for belly majinga's fundraiser yeah um and you can actually get your belly full at the same time because they're mm. selling food. So it's a win-win, people. It's a definitely a win-win situation. There's also um, Black Minds Matter. Um, yeah. Which is really, really great if you need some support with um, mental health because that's definitely, you know, something that's going to be affected. Yeah, and I just want to chip in on that one because mm. um, I've kind of... I always... I mean, I don't necessarily speak about mental health too much on this podcast and um, we have tackled the issue of mental health before but I don't know if I've spoken directly about my own um mm. 
But what I would say is I do feel like these last couple of weeks, as I said at the top, my mental health has taken a real big hit. And yeah. I think for a lot of like black people, it is very, very overwhelming seeing um, the constant brutality on Twitter, videos mm-hmm. um, of abuse, uh, stories of abuse, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can get into a bit of a rabbit hole with um, yeah. watching one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, yeah. And I think for me, Black Minds Matter is a great way to kind of point you in the direction if you do need help. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's also um, a lot of uh, other, which we will um, flag on our page, but there's a yeah. lot of other um, uh, mental health uh, charities specifically um, for black people um, yeah. and Asian people and um, kind of all different ethnic minorities. Um, but obviously at the moment kind of, I think the hit is obviously felt by black people. So there's lots yeah. of mental health support out there. Um, so mm-hmm. I would say kind of also if you are feeling social media, because a lot of the stuff you do might feel the pressure to kind of share things constantly or yeah. if social media is really impacting on your mental health, I'd say people of course will understand if you take a break from that. Yeah, like a few of my friends have that. kind of like um, put their phone away at eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have hours before bed where you're not kind of witnessing those images. Um, and also um, a lot of people have been encouraging people on Twitter to put trigger warnings on videos. Yeah. Um, so just so you know, before you click a video or you watch a video, um, what you're getting into. And I have also, um, which is a really good tip for anyone else that's kind of struggling with certain things. I have muted certain words on my Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I have muted, um, things Well, I've actually muted people. So I mute people like Katie Hopkins, for example, mm. um, just because I find she's a Twitter troll. Um, and she just says things to get retweets and get attention. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of muted her because I, every post that she put out was quite triggering for me. Um, so things like that are a really good way, um, of just protecting yourself while still kind of keeping up to date with things because people want to be on social media because it keeps them up to date with the latest, with the, you know, bang up to date latest things that are going on. But they're just a few tips I've found quite useful. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say as well that no action is too is insignificant like anything that yeah, you do amen. and I'm I'm not just talking about you know posting a black square and then not talking about it at mm. all like there are so many things that you can do that will make a difference and you it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be going to a protest it doesn't mm. have to be you know there are loads of things you can do you can donate you can do mm. things for free like some some people are putting up youtube videos and every time they get a view all of their um all of their revenue is being donated to certain charities that are, are working towards um, um, racial justice. So mm-hmm. um, there are loads of things that you can do that are, you know, that don't break the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just things like reading articles. There are loads mm-hmm. of books that you can read about um, these certain topics that have been, you know, talked about a lot. Um, um, and also, I... Sorry, I was, no, I was just going to say... What I would say for, you know, our friends and allies that are, you know, um, you know, our white friends, um, mm-hmm. what I would say is I know a lot of them are conscious to kind of feel like they're doing something and they're, they're kind of using yeah. their privilege for good and then yeah. using their privilege for change. And what I would say is you don't always have to have all the answers and you will get things wrong. But what yeah. I also think is um, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to be kind of clued up on everything before you speak on an issue that's so such a good point yeah. I think people sometimes are worried about speaking because they're like well I haven't 
you know, I, I, I'm not sure about it, but you, right is right and wrong is wrong. And everyone knows mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you feel like, you know, you don't have to loudly shout about it, but I do think that you don't have to f- feel like, oh, I need to read this book before I speak on an issue or I need to watch yeah. this programme before I speak yeah. on an issue. You know in your heart and you know if, if you're really on it and you want it, you know, you're invested in change, then you, you can use your voice for just that. Exactly, you don't have to such, feel like such a good point yeah because I know a lot of people feel scared and and feel like oh well I shouldn't speak on it and but you should because yeah. you've been afforded that privilege and if you acknowledge that and understand that then you just saying something something is you know something as simple as you know showing up to a protest using your social media platform to say this is wrong or I'm even gonna... having a conversation with your family or your parents mm-hmm. or having conversations when people yeah. aren't in the room as well I would say yeah. the biggest thing is to speak up when no one else is listening yeah yeah 100% and yeah. I think if you can do that and make a conscious effort whereas if you hear something that's wrong or you hear something you know if you work in a, a place where you know there's there's not that much diversity and you're you hear something that's wrong you be the voice you say that's wrong you shouldn't say that you shouldn't like it's not always the the one person that is one black person in the office that should feel the pressure to speak up for everyone else. It yeah. should fall on people that also know it's wrong, whether you're white or black. Yeah, exactly. It affects all of us. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't their issue. This is yeah. something that affects every single person on this earth, just like you know things like just like the we, virus we're dealing just with like now. The virus that we're dealing right now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. so um yeah that's that's our little PSA I suppose yeah gosh um, that was quite a long PSA but you know we're... <laughs> but you <laughs> but heard it you heard you it, heard it and don't act like so you didn't hear you heard it digesting it and yeah also like there's loads of stuff on Netflix that you can Amen. that you can watch if you're not into like reading and you know something because it's you know, different for everyone you don't have to like suddenly now be like reading yeah, articles if you've never been back yeah. before like that's absolutely fine like you don't yeah. you don't have to feel like oh you know I should have a degree in this stuff to be able mm-hmm. to talk about it no. mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is like you know an everyday an everyday experience for yeah. for black people and this is something that is continuously happening so you don't have to feel like you need to be schooled up like Misha said so um, um also what make... I would add there as well is that yeah. um I feel like there at the end of the day there's no excuse there's um there's no longer an excuse to say I don't know about that I don't have an opinion on that um I'm not sure about that that's the biggest thing that that time is gone you need to have an opinion about this the time the time for that is gone now the time for that is dead I will not be accepting that anymore as an excuse um there like Afsana just said there are plenty of ways in which you can consume information um that is you know works for you whether it is watching the 13th on Netflix whether yeah. programs are you know whether tv is your uh, medium whether books are your medium whether mm-hmm. twitter social media is your medium there's ways there's easy ways to consume information and educate yourself on on certain things on racism on police brutality on kind of um, the 400 years of blood, um, systemic, sorry, I was going to swear there, um, <laughs> um, on, you know, the 400 years of racism and injustice that black people have experienced. There's ways yeah. in which you can consume all of that that is user-friendly music. So, yeah, yeah. There's literally, there's not one area that I want to hear, oh, I'm not sure, I don't really know, I don't want to get involved in that. Uh, 
but you know, no. The time yeah. for that is the time for dilly dallying is over. The and time for action just, is now. I would say it's not just for our white friends. This is a um, you know, me speaking as an Asian person. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of us have a lot to learn as well when it comes to racism against um black people. Um, you probably will have seen stuff on social media. Um, if anyone knows the comedian Hustan Minaj, he does a really, really good segment on um the about this whole situation and it's an excellent way to break down how um the Asian community should be contributing to this fight and how it's a lot of things that have happened in the past um haven't transpired that way so it's not it's not just you know we need to teach the white people who have the white privilege to Mm -hmm. you know understand racism it's everyone that isn't black needs Mm. to be as impassioned um and then you need to have an opinion on it you need to be involved um yeah it's no longer good enough to be like oh well you know it doesn't really affect me or that's over there that's over there no yeah this is happening in our front gardens Mm -hmm. in our bedrooms in our kitchens in our back gardens like you need to accept that this is this is something that affects all of us and we all have a part to play um and that and as we said that part doesn't have to be you know world changing whatever you can do to change your world that's mm. that's enough like mm. and if that is having a conversation with your little sibling about these issues or having a conversation with your parents who yeah. don't have social media or whatever it is um, and I think the, the point is there kind of many droplets make an ocean yeah and yes Amen. that is literally kind of um the situation that we're in now if one person you know that's how protests begin one person mm. decides to go, another person decides to go. That's how petitions start. One person signs, another person signs. So just because you feel like we are all in this together, yeah. it's an, it, you may be an individual, but you're fighting for a group cause. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think exactly. that's the main mesh- message to get out. And there, there is hope. And we just basically have to keep our foot on the gas. Yeah. And that's, and keep shouting about it. And and also know that there are, there is support out there, whether... Mm-hmm. Anyone that's listening that is feeling kind of alone or feeling confused by this or feeling, you know, angry and hurt, we hear you, we yeah. know you, we love you. And I think all of us are in this together. No one's alone in this fight. Yeah, we stand together in this. Amen. Um, and that's the only way that change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I really pray that it happens in time. Mm. Um, and we're gonna we're making this like we I think our generation is using the tools we have you know in on our side to yeah. make make noise and not stop making noise and I think that's something that I've realized yeah, as well that we we've always been it. we've always spoke about we've always spoken about these issues kind of through the podcast or you know with each other or with our family members mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but I think even for us we've realized we're going to take it a step further and like in kind of workplaces well me personally I know in my workplace or in kind of uh situations where I may feel uncomfortable because I might be the only black person or I might be the only person that um can feel like I feel like I can speak on these issues it's Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be silent anymore and I'm not going to sit there and just say just kind of feel awkward or uncomfortable because those awkward and uncomfortable conversations have to be had and exactly. if I feel like something's wrong, I know that there's the power behind me now to just mm-hmm. be like, 
I'm going to speak on this and like, or others in, you know, other people, I'm going to call them out on their bullshit because at the end of the day, we're in 2020 and we ain't going back because we're only going forwards. Yeah. And we're not going to let this be a media sensation that only lasts for a couple of weeks or a Mm -hmm. couple of months or whatever. And then it just continues to happen. And in two years time, somebody else's senseless death gets caught on camera and we start the process again. We have to continue to move forward. And and we are, we are doing that. And a lot Mm -hmm. of things have, have been changing for the good and a lot of things have been happening that are really hopeful um and we just have to continue and we yeah. it's it's going to be a hard fight but nothing that in life that is worth having comes easily amen um and we will we will get there mm-hmm. and if it and you know if our grandkids are the ones that are fighting this fight then i you know that's that's great mm. although i wouldn't want you know our next generations to have to fight this fight for mm. us yeah um, but yeah, we will we will continue to fight and we will get we will get through this. Yeah. Um, Amen. And I realise people usually were like little half an hour. Yeah. Little like <laughs> so like respect if you've stayed with us till the end. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. We're usually, you know, we're usually like, and we still are, we still are laughing and joking, but at, at this point in time, we couldn't not use our voice for something that we'd spoken about personally. And I yeah. think that's the one thing with this podcast everything we speak about is something we speak about with each other you know mm-hmm. off the airwave so to speak so yeah. there's nothing kind of it just made sense for us to bring this and you know so apologies if you're you're like where's the laughs where's the jokes but for, for if I'm being real with my heart I have to speak from the heart every time I speak and however yeah. I feel at Amen. that moment is what you're going to get and what you just exactly. got is 15 yeah. minutes of pure truth yeah you can't see me, but my hands are in the air, and I'm just very yeah. You put that very beautifully, very eloquently. The time, <laughs> the place, and yeah. Now is the time to get really down to the truth and be honest, and yeah, and all of that good stuff. So thank you very, very much for for listening. For yeah, thank with you. Us. Please continue to engage. Yeah, um, we'll be putting up some posts for um, you know, pointing you in the right direction. Yeah, um, for really good information and content yeah. that you can follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah look out for that doing what you're doing look out for that yeah and and i think um um, also like our dms always open um yeah and anything that you think we can be doing with our platform please let us know Um, and anything that we can get involved with that you guys are doing please let us know as well um and we're always happy to shine a light um on people and um bring issues to the fore so Mm -hmm. let us know and hopefully you can check us out at the bbw podcast if you don't already know um where we'll be posting all of this information um and have a blessed weekend stay safe um, we love you lot we love you guys um,